0: Welcome to Rebel Health Radio, bringing the best in alternative and integrative medicine to your ears. Hi everybody, it's Patricia Woolby, Alchemy Therapies here, and my emotional audit and Rebel Health Radio and all the other things I do. And today I wanted to talk about emotional sensitivity uh, in children, because it's really been coming up for me this week, in fact, that a lot of clients are suffering unnecessarily uh, and they're noticing that their children are highly sensitive and that there are some traits that are common to all highly sensitive children that they need to be aware of and you you kind of need to notice in order to support well but the first thing to note is that not all children are highly sensitive Um, it is a distinct division about one in five children, or twenty percent, are highly sensitive. And as a former highly sensitive child myself, um, I wanted just to go over what they are. Um, here are a few that I've spotted. All right, um, noticing subtle details. Uh, somebody's wearing something new. They get upset if you change your hair, uh, or your, or you know, you change the kitchen and things are not in the order they should be. Um, they are very affected by other people's moods. So, if somebody's grumpy or angry, they'll feel it's their fault automatically without questioning that. Uh, and they can't really uh, metabolize their emotions very well. They find it very difficult to get through the state of upset, whatever it is. Um, and particularly if it's like anger or worry, they'll obsess about things, go over and over, ruminate on them. Um, complaining when things are ill-fitting scratchy uh, you've got a stone in your shoe you can't cope with that or something just feels off on your body Um, you you won't be able to just ignore that as a sensitive child and so as a parent you might need to be aware that this isn't the child making a fuss it's actually neurologically wired in their system that this makes uh, anxiety in their system um, they feel stressed and fatigued in busy, loud, noisy, clashing environments. Uh, supermarkets, um, uh, perfume counters. Oh, my goodness, the amount of years I've spent having to avoid going past the perfume counter <laughs> um, as an adult as well. Um, petrol smells, um, paint, uh, anything that's sort of overwhelming. And um, particularly, yeah, as I said, bright lights. So. Situations like that will absolutely send your child into a, a meltdown. Um, hate being rushed, uh, feeling pushed to doing something that they're not ready for. Now, obviously, this is a very difficult one because obviously as a parent, you'll need to sometimes do things that your kids don't agree with. Um, but you just have to be very sensitive to that child's perception and, and find new ways of encouraging them rather than punishing them. Um They respond better to gentle correction, in fact, than they do to punishment or harsh discipline. So harsh discipline, being sent to the naughty corner or given isolation doesn't work for highly sensitive children. It just embeds shame. Um, Other things you might notice, they make insightful comments. They seem wise for their age. Uh, I can think about my own childhood. I always seem more grown up than other kids. Somehow I take things more seriously (laughs) Um, they have a clever sense of humor. Well, I, yeah, that's definitely something, you know, that I used to feel about myself and, and I've noticed it with a lot of kids who are highly sensitive as well. They, they, cause they're highly attuned to situations. They can read people really well. Okay. So they know when other people are upset without being told and they can read it quite surprisingly accurately. Uh, because they're picking up body signals as well as what is said or not said. Um, fussy eating, you know, refusing to eat certain foods. For years, I wouldn't eat baked beans, um, anything resembling porridge <laughs> because of the texture. Because to me, it just felt wrong. Um, and being forced to eat those foods, not by my parents, but at school, being forced to eat uh, fatty meat, for instance, which was a massive trauma for me. Um and, might sound ridiculous to some of you listening, but these are real uh, real effects in sensitive children. Um, Startling suddenly. So sudden noises um, will make them react in ways that you would think uh, is a bit over the top for the situation. Now, there are other symptoms and signs which are more physiological, um, like having gut issues, are sort of things that the doctor can't find anything wrong, but the gut is always dysregulated. Uh, having bed wetting episodes or being unable to control your bladder as a very small child, which sometimes continues on um, into even teenage years, but it's basically your, your autonomic nervous system that's not working well. Um, having difficulties adjusting to change, I mean, that's the big one. So, you know, going from look, small schools to bigger schools being a small fish in a big pond you know is very difficult for the sensitive child and negotiating relationships uh, as well can be difficult on that score but it it will show up in their bodies Um, and you may have one sensitive child but your other child or children are not sensitive and so it can be very difficult to know how to deal with this um, without making an exception for the child But you just have to treat them a bit more gently and set good expectations ahead of time. Be aware that punishment isn't going to be the the best option for managing the behavior. Mirror how to manage one's emotions. So learning to say sorry if, if maybe you've overstepped the mark, learning to make sense of what the child is feeling, Um, and advocate for them you know particularly in schools which are not the most sensitive environments you know they are noisy they are loud they are competitive so getting uh, the teachers aware that your child is highly sensitive and it's not it's not a made-up thing this is a real real neurological difference in that child Um, and ask them you know get curious about their world that's that's really when i'm working with adults who are highly sensitive i always find out from them what's going on for them how they're interpreting things because meaning is everything and so we learn a lot from highly sensitive children but we need to we need to treat them differently so that we consider them kind of orchid children i've done a session on that as well which i'll i'll link in the description below but that some children just need a lot more hot housing if you like they need a lot more Um, delicate treatment and please please don't see it as a problem it's actually when treated well it's one of the most advantageous um, neurological differences you can have because it gives them the wonderful characteristic of empathy and in fact highly sensitive adults are often called empaths for that reason And and to understand what an empath is, is that you basically absorb everything. You don't have quite such a good filter on the world. And so you feel other people's feelings and your boundaries are really fluid and you don't know, always know what's yours and what's another person's. And so this, this can be a good thing or a bad thing, depending on how it's treated. If you understand that they're going to make good people uh, working, you know, with people is going to be a forte for them because they're going to be able to already anticipate what that person is feeling before they've even opened their mouth. So um, we make good therapists, we make good front of house people, you know, people managing. So um, see it as also a very creative thing. I mean, it enables you to have fantastic imagination. So these children will be fabulous at creating stories, at making things. I know when I was a kid, you know my creativity knew no, knew no bounds i would be making things all the time um, whether it was woodworking or drawing or dressmaking. you know i was always in the act of creation and yeah it's it's a beautiful thing and you know highly sensitive people actually become the artists the the creatives in society so It's well worth supporting and understanding that it's not a limitation. And it may have a lot of crossover, actually, with with autism spectrum disorders um, like Asperger's. So there, there is a great diversity of neurological responsiveness in in human beings. We just need to know what to look out for and support that in the best way we can. So hope that's been helpful and I'll link in a few um, articles and also uh, the books by Elaine Aaron, The Highly Sensitive Child is is one I would recommend and perhaps looking up the work of Judith Orloff, who's written a lot about empaths and that's more about adults and how they, you know, need to honour that in their adult lives. So thank you for listening. Take care of yourselves and subscribe. (laughs) See you soon. Bye bye. hope you enjoyed listening to rebel health radio do subscribe and look forward to catching you soon